evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, March 30th, 2016. I hope everybody's having a great week so far. We are right in the middle of springtime. And if you look outside here in the Northeast, at least, you see the leaves on the trees, the buds at least coming out, some of the cherry blossoms, some of the, you know, the trees that have those white flowers. I'm not sure which, they're willows, I guess. And it's just, just it's still cool out, but it's just turning the corner from winter to spring, and it's a great time of year here in New York City, and I hope it is wherever you are. Have you ever thought about ascension and uh, what dimensions we live in? Well, there's the third dimension, which is the physical reality of length, width, and depth. Then there's the fourth dimension, which is finding the truth by entering the astral plane of telepathic reception. And then there's the fifth dimension, which is the plane of light, heaven, and working with the universal body. Sounds pretty heavy duty, but it's not. It's really about the different energy levels that are here on our planet. We're going to speak to one of the United States' most foremost psychics and a great spiritual metaphysical writer, Elizabeth Joyce, is going to be joining us again on Guys Guys Radio, and she'll be out in a little bit. She's got a couple of books, one on Ascension and another one called Seeding and Nurturing the Garden of Your Soul. So we're going to talk to her about her books, and also we're going to open up the phone line. So if you want to call in uh, and ask her, uh, Elizabeth, she is a psychic, a question, and you should know your uh, birth sign, kind of what day you were born, what time and where, uh, call, in, call us at 347-945-5834. Three four seven nine four five five eight three four, and uh, Elizabeth will be with us shortly. Uh, let's talk about what's going on in uh, the world right now. So, well, uh, we just had Easter. So, for those who celebrate, I hope you had a great Easter this past Sunday. I saw my whole family, and it was great to see everybody from my little son, who's two, just turning the corner towards three, all the way up to my dad, who's ninety, turning the corner to ninety-one. So, we had all the generations in between at my brother's home uh, in uh, Manasquan, New Jersey. And uh, we had a good time. And then uh, my wife and I, my little guy, we came back on the train to Harlem, where we live in New York City on the upper, upper west side. And uh, as I said, we are into spring now. And with that, in the guys, guys world comes a lot of sports. So we've got the NCAA basketball final four on hand now. And maybe Elizabeth will be able to tell us a little bit about who she thinks is going to win that tournament there's four teams left we've got Villanova my alma mater playing uh uh Oklahoma and then we've got North Carolina playing Syracuse so it should be a fun weekend with those four teams playing for the national title I think the national championship game is next Monday night we also have Major League Baseball is starting I think it's next Monday and Tuesday there may even be a game Sunday night I'm not sure then we also have the NFL draft coming up we're right at, towards the end of the uh, NBA season, and we'll see if the Golden State Warriors can continue uh, on their pace of breaking the all-time win record of 73 wins by the Chicago. And then also, uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting soccer going on now. There's a lot of World Cup qualifying games and international, what they call friendly matches. I was watching uh, Italy play uh, Spain last week, and then I saw the Italy play uh, Germany yesterday and lost. They tied Spain, and then the U.S., had a must-win game against uh, Guatemala. They had lost to Guatemala, and they had to win last night, 
or they would have very, very little chance of making the Olympic team. But they won. Uh, last I saw it was 3 nothing. so I assume that they coasted the rest of the way. Um, what else is happening out in our world? Well, we've got our election coming up, and our guest, Elizabeth, actually, in one of her uh, posts on Facebook, mentioned that the, and we'll ask her about this, that the person who becomes president has not entered the race yet, and we'll see if that still holds up. Uh, interesting. I guess that's uh, tied into maybe a, uh, a convention fight for the Republicans, but we'll see. Uh, a lot of crazy things could have been going on in the world of politics. Uh, Donald Trump made a statement that's going to be airing tonight uh, about women being punished for having abortions. He's already backtracked on that. So you know, the longer the election cycle goes uh, and the more he shoots his mouth off, the more uh, he's had to back backpedal. And uh, it's it's really amazing how uh, he's got such a strong group of people behind him, his supporters, regardless of what he says, regardless of uh, his flip flopping and really not demonstrating a real grasp on some of the more uh, complicated world issues that a, a world leader like the president has to handle. He's never had a government job and uh, it, he's just stepping into the top position is not easy. Um, but he just keeps ramming ahead. That's his style. No apologies, no backing down. No, I misspoke. Just keep pulling ahead. So we'll see what happens with him. On the other side, we've got uh, Hillary and uh, Bernie Sanders duking it out. And Sanders now, I just uh, was watching the tube a little while ago and the polls show in Wisconsin that he actually has the lead now. So we'll see if he can hang in there and what type of things could happen with uh, that. It's like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Hillary's definitely got the superdelegates, but people aren't that excited about her uh, becoming president. Um, she's got supporters for sure, but um, it doesn't seem to invoke, she doesn't seem to invoke the same passion as Sanders supporters or Trump supporters. I'm not sure on the Republican side what type of, uh, where the Cruz supporters are coming in, because the it seems like the party elite is not really into Ted Cruz, but they, they're definitely not into Donald Trump either. So they have a little bit of a problem on their hands. And Kasich doesn't seem to be able to get enough traction to really uh, to make a dent. But we'll see what happens. We'll see if we have a disputed convention. Um, the Guys Guys World, as you know, started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. Still available. You can get it probably easiest places on Amazon or one of the e-tailers. You can get the e-book or the physical copy. And uh, it is in some bookstores, but it's, everything's always easy to get online. Uh, as well as Guys Guys Radio, we're in about a 185th, I think, podcast. And um, you can subscribe. All, of, all the podcasts are on Blog Talk Radio or also on iTunes. So you can just download free and listen whenever you want. And then we've got my blog on robertmanny.com. I do a weekly blog. And tomorrow's topic is going to be drinking. Should, should we drink or not to drink? And I'll get into the various aspects of it. I spent some time in the uh, beverage alcohol industry. And I'll give you my perspective on my experience in marketing of distilled spirits, as well as being a, uh, you know, just a consumer. And also the times I did not drink. I haven't drank now for a couple of month or so and uh, feeling fantastic. But, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not against uh, alcohol per se, uh, but I think we're probably better off without it. So I'm going to, I'm going to take it day by day and see how I feel. I feel fantastic. I've given it up for like six, six or seven months at a time. 
but I do like the taste of a nice glass of wine or a fine tequila, but, um, and I've never had an, an issue one way or the other. So I can start and stop whenever I want. And I'm one of the lucky ones, but when you're not drinking, you notice that when you go out and you meet your friends and you're at a bar or a club or a restaurant, how foolish people seem when they've had too much to drink. So it's something to keep in mind. And uh, I'll be uh, delving into it in my blog at robertmanny.com. You can also check me out on YouTube, Robert Manny Author, Facebook, Robert Manny Author, and Twitter at Robert Manny. And again, all podcasts of Guys Guys Radio are available for your listening pleasure whenever you want for free on iTunes. Now, let's talk a little bit about our guest this evening, Elizabeth Joyce. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about two of her books, at least, and then you can call in if you want to call in and ask her a question. Our number is 347-945-5834, 347-945-5834. So the one book we're going to talk about is, I'm just finishing it now, it's called Ascension, Assessing the Fifth Dimension. It's a fantastic book, and the last time I had Elizabeth on the show, she recommended that I pick up a copy of the book, and I have, and I've been reading it and really enjoying it, and I've got some questions on it. And the other book we have for this evening is called Seeding and the Nurturing and Nurturing the Garden of Your Soul. She also has another book we talked about last time she was on, The New Spiritual Chakras, and the, she has another book we're going to talk about this summer about uh, psychic attacks. But uh, the one that we're really going to focus on this evening is, uh, is uh, Ascension. And the ascension process is really, uh, uh, well, I'll let her explain it, but it's really um, bringing ourselves from the third into the fourth and hopefully into the fifth dimension. And she gives us some tips on how to do that. Um, Elizabeth is known for her groundbreaking predictions of major world events like the 2004 tsunami, the Japan and the Haitian earthquakes and 9-11. And her latest book, uh, the ascension book, dives into spiritual and evolutionary processes and how we can all tap into the universal spiritual energy. Uh, she's also one of the foremost uh, psychics uh, in America, and uh, she's from New Jersey. So let's bring her on right now, Elizabeth Joyce. Good evening, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm good, Guy. How are you? I'm very Robert. good. Thanks so, thanks so much. <laughs> I talk that's to okay. you guys, guys. <laughs> I know. I get it all the time, but that's fine. Thanks. Thanks so much for being on the show again. I have to tell you, I'm really enjoying uh, just about done with the Ascension, uh, Assessing the Fifth Dimension book. And it's really, it really opens up some, uh, some real questions. So why don't we start r right at the beginning? Um, tell us a b little bit about how your personal experiences led you to writing this book. Because I know you mentioned to me that this is like your seminal book and something that's really important to you. But, you know, well, they're all this one in particular. This was my second book. My first book was the Psychic Attack book that we'll be talking about in July. But this book, um, I asked to have given to me. I was with the Holy Mother uh, in 2010 in New York City, and I asked her to put a book inside of me that would help mankind. And she gave me this one first. And it's powerful. I, I don't know even how I wrote it. I just know it took some time, and I did a lot of processing as I was writing it. So that was interesting. But it's, it's getting out of the material world, getting out of the me only, and getting into the place where we know that we have to be and share with others and that there's things that are important to keep in balance and that we have to treat people fairly, honestly, and lovingly if we can 
Now, uh, the whole guys, guys movement is about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. So uh, for, for our listeners who may not be uh, um, have as much knowledge about the difference between the different dimensions, uh, a lot of people don't even don't know what dimension we're living in right now. Could you please kind of take us into a little bit of detail on the differences between the third dimension, the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension, and where are we now uh, as far as the human race goes in terms of which dimension? Well, we're in the fourth. We came into the fourth dimension on August 17, 1988, and that was the harmonic conversions. And we've just uh, begun to access the fifth, and that was on December 21, 2012. The gift that we had on that day was the galaxy opening up and and a ray of light being able to come to our solar system that was fifth dimension vibrations. And I don't know if it's ever happened before, but it certainly hasn't happened in 36,000 years. So here we are trying to reach up and shed our greed, our lust, our seven deadly sins, and learn how to use our talents, share ourselves, and balance and love and have productive lives while we're in this body. The whole goal to being in the body is to love and to serve. And, of course, we serve with what we were born with. Everybody's born with their talents, whatever they are. They're born into certain areas and communities, and they're born in those areas and communities by choice. Um, the, The trick here is to overcome the ego, overcome the pull of the material world, you know, um, and and to get to a place where you help others that do not have foresight or are in pain or need some guidance and upliftment. Now, in today's society, we have so many people. I mean, it's such so rooted in uh, aggression and fear, and there's a lot of yeah. violence and greed. Um, that seems like the density of the third dimension. So I know it sounds like that the fourth, you know, we're technically in the fourth and there's, uh, you know, the, the light rays from the fifth are we're shining through the energy in the fourth. We're, we're in the fourth. There okay. are some people who are refusing to okay. be in the fourth. Look at you like you have two heads and certainly okay. dismiss anything that you're saying because they are hanging on. I want to say they're hanging on to dirt. Instead of coming up into the clouds, they're hanging on to what they can see, touch, and feel, and what they've been taught. They don't want to develop. They don't want to go forward. But then there are people that are feeling love and gentleness and kindness that realize that we have to go forward, and they and they get beyond their families. They some people start getting um, extra sensory perception. Some people start getting healing. Um, learning that healing works, that prayer works, that thoughts are things, and they and they they're doing this everywhere. They're doing this in science. They're doing this in math. They're certainly doing it through writing, and but there's not much of a percentage, Robert. There's not. There's only about five to eight percent of the world that are in the fourth dimension. Okay. Yeah, because it seems like the uh, powers that be, if you will, uh, in the third dimension are doubling down and uh, refusing to. <laughs> Uh, refusing to let go. It's like, it seems well, like they're rationing the up. Powers, the, the powers that be aren't getting anywhere right now, especially with the with this uh, convention, this Republican thing. Uh, Donald Trump is being used as a tool, 
And the tool is that we have a very, very angry country, a very angry country, especially the blue-collar workers and the ones that have been nullified and and made fun of and harassed Mm -hmm. and have been underpaid. And they're rising up and saying enough is enough. How are we going to get together to make this time more fair and more balanced, not only for women, but for different races and for different thoughts and ideas. How are we going to do it? Now, when you say, Elizabeth, that Donald Trump is being – he's a tool, who, who is, who's using him? Is it, is it the, those people spirit. that you just mentioned? Okay, spirit, spirit. is using him. Invisible forces are using this opportunity to show the country how angry mm-hmm. we are and how pushed down people have been poison water because of stupidity and greed mm-hmm. i won't test the water it doesn't need it we're not spending the money give me a break i know it's horrible who has a right to make that kind of a decision it's very sad and then we've cut back on our schools we've cut back on our learning and even to learn more is astronomically expensive something's got to give the, the fat cats can't keep getting fatter. Something has got to give, Robert. Now, I'm not saying that I'm voting for anybody. I am telling you what is being used so that we can bring more cosmic love onto this planet. Now, and that's to, what's happening. It seems to me another the other candidate that seems to be striking a chord with people Kind of uh, on the other end of the spectrum is Bernie Sanders, where uh, everybody <laughs> keeps wanting to count him out. And if you watch, you know, some of the media just keeps asking him, well, you can't win. You can't win. And yet he keeps hanging in there. I know he doesn't well, have the superdelegate. Let me give you my sentence. People, are you ready are for my passionate. sentence? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Here's my sentence for everybody. Please know that the next president of the United States is not yet running. Woo! I heard you say that on uh, one of your uh, posts, and I want to ask you about it. So can you elaborate at all? Well, I don't know if I can at this time. I'm going to tell you that I did just post in my April astrology that around Mm -hmm. the third week in April, somebody's going to drop out, and it will be sudden and surprising. Wow. And um, I, I... I only know of a possibility. When you only know of a possibility, then you don't know right. truth. Right. You know, you know that this is possible. This what's coming is possible, and I really don't feel comfortable putting it out there. I'll just have sure. to watch and see. But that's a great sentence, don't you think? That's provocative. And is it uh, the person dropping out? Let's focus on that for a second. Is it due to uh, health or uh, some type of scandal or? Well, you never know. Um, I had a feeling that it could be due to health, but there is a huge scandal coming, a huge scandal. With one of the candidates? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like it's wide open and it's going to get wilder before it gets tamer, and it's pretty crazy already. Well, we're in the year of the monkey, and nothing is solid. <laughs> nothing is solid. So um, it's, it's always easy to, to bash somebody, but I'm just going with energy here and so therefore you know when you when you know that somebody's going to be removed the first thing you want to know is who 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 but Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes 
if it's not revealed, you can't really say who because you could be wrong. I remember when I did the Monica Lewinsky quote, and I said a dark-haired girl named Veronica will upset the White House, an angry blonde will bring forth the truth, and Clinton (laughs) may be impeached in the four months of 1998. Well, I thought it was Hillary. So I wanted to say Hillary's going to find, but it wasn't. It was Linda Tripp. Right, exactly. So, Amazing. We'll just so do you, do you think there'll be a third, you know, it'll just be the Democrats and Republicans, or do you see a, th- a no, third party? No, I think it'll be the Democrats and Republicans, and I think that um, that there's going to be a huge shift. We're going to have a, a lot of change in world leadership, not only here. And I think that it, don't you think that it's good that some of this pain is coming out, that these people that are doing things wrong are being caught, and that we can't do the same old, same old? Yes, I think, I think it is. And I actually think, you know, somebody like Trump and also Bernie Sanders in a different way, bringing mm-hmm. to light, um, there's surfacing issues that, uh, that are, have been on people's minds. I don't necessarily, yeah, you know, agree had with to them. follow and accept. Oh, I, exactly. I don't necessarily agree with him either, but I think that I think that Mr. Trump has the problem of saying what he means because he has a an inner button that gets pushed, so he can't think clearly. This is what I this is what I see. For example, I'll give you one example. Okay. He said that NATO was outdated. Now he didn't mean that NATO should be swept off the planet. He didn't mean that at all. He meant that they had not bothered to go back and revise their bylaws. And their bylaws are from the 1950s. So they mm-hmm. still men- mention Russia, the Cold War, and, and all that sort of thing. And they do. They need to be updated and brought forward. They just haven't bothered to do it. That's, that's a very that's a good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a good, very but good he point. But he didn't say it that way. He tried to. And then, of course, later he was misquoted. He said, mm-hmm. we didn't need NATO. Well, we do need NATO. We need it to be updated. And like he said, we need to have the people. I don't know if you realize that the United States pays a lot of the dues for the other yeah, countries absolutely. to be in. Mm-hmm. Well, they pay. And that's part of the national debt that ought to get paid back to us. And they do that so that NATO can still exist because the other countries can't afford to pay whatever the dues are. Maybe they ought to take a look at what the dues are mm-hmm. um, and and adjust them. And if that's not covering expenses, you have to take a look at all that. And that's what he was talking about. We we pay other people's dues. For example, Indios is something like a trillion dollars. I'm just not quoting anything. I'm just saying an example uh, for NATO dues. And we don't get paid back. If we got paid back, that would go into the national debt, wouldn't it? That's true. Yep. And the national debt is mostly interest. It's not money we've actually received. Mm-hmm. So That's how right. can another country charge us interest when we're giving them so much? Mm-hmm. I don't this get it. True. I just don't yep. get it. Yeah. So what these are the things that are being brought forward, and I think that's good. Now, how about the whole uh, economic issue with the stock market? Because a lot of people say, mm-hmm. talking about debt, that you know we look at the gross national product, and that doesn't cover the the, the rate of the debt increase. No, of course increase. it doesn't. So we're getting, it it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper. The national products have left the country to go do something cheaper. They've gone mm-hmm. to Mexico. They've gone to the Philippines. They've gone to China. And they're making cheap 
things where they're paying 12-year-olds eight cents an hour to make clothes. Is that a sin or is that not a sin? Mm -hmm. And not only that, they're inferior. The products are inferior. I remember when I was little, my mother said, don't buy anything that says made in China. And I said, why? And she said, well, first of all, we don't want to support the country. But second of all, it will fall apart the minute you buy it. And it's true. It, it has been true in the past. They certainly, they, they just recalled the, the um, Volkswagen and Volvo because, uh, and the Audi because they didn't want to bother to put in a proper emissions system. Mm-hmm. How can we continue like this? What is this all about anyway? So let's, let's drop back just for a moment to 2012 and then push onward because in your book, Ascension, you talk about some things happening. Um, I think for, for some of our listeners, they want to understand a little bit more about why 2012 is so important. I know we talked about, uh, uh, and it was in the news, you know, December 21st, 2012. And similar to when the millennium happened, you know, nobody well, no, noticed anything specifically. More, of course they didn't because it's subtle. Right. Um, the 2012 date has been around and predicted Yep. through this millennium and the one before because it's 38,000-year cycle ended uh, and other cycles ended. I know a 26,000-year cycle ended, a 12-year cycle ended. A lot of cycles ended on that day. So we went from the fourth dimension, which is finding the truth. What's happening in the fourth dimension now that we're in it is that we are finding the truth. And then we're going to learn how to work with what we find. That's the fifth dimension. So the, fifth, the fourth dimension is, oh, my God, there's light out there. There's, there's sparkles out there. There's something out there that takes everything away, that washes away my fear and pain. What do I do with it? I know it's there. I know I've got to love and help others. I'm willing to do that. What do I do with it? How do I do it? Well, the fifth dimension is going to bring you the way to do that. Now, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm glad that that's where we are. It's, It's just started. We've got years and years and years of unveiling how it gets started. You, you had mentioned in the book, uh, you know, some of the ways for our, uh, our listeners, if you will, and just regular, regular folks uh, can kind of ascend, if you will. Um, you mentioned a practice called the Golden Ring of Fire Visualization. Could you tell us a little yes. bit about why it's important and also that other, the Circle of Light uh, procedure? Uh, the Circle of Light is a new meditation. The Golden Ring of Fire mm-hmm. has been around for eons. The Golden Ring of Fire is a meditation that was taught in India and in ancient Tibet, where when you meditate, after you finish meditating and you get into the white light, you bring down a ring of fire. And what that does is it burns away all the negativity around you. And it makes you centered and clear for the moment so that you can go higher and then step into new energy. That's what the ring of fire does. Mm -hmm. The circle of light is the healing part, is the new part okay. of, our, of our planet that heals, where if you have a problem, you go into the circle of light and you sit with the problem. 
and you okay. sit for as long as you can. And then when you, you'll see all kinds of colors because the colors that we see when our eyes are closed and we're meditating are the messages. Each color has a message. Green is healing. Orange is envy. Red is anger. White is pure. Blue is we're working on it type of thing. So the mm-hmm. colors all have a meaning, and then when you get to the golden light, you know that whatever adjustment had to be made on the other levels, it's been made. It's all done with chemistry and with air current. That's how the energy is carried from one person to the other. And so when you come out of that meditation, if you've gotten to the amber light, the new gold light, you will find that the situation has changed and that it has healed and improved. Got it. You can't always get there, but we certainly now have the opportunity to get there. Now, you had mentioned some uh, some things that are going to – some very provocative things that are going to be happening. Um, one is this uh, – the mark, uh, the leader who's going to be around for three and a half years, and you could already three see this whole – Three and a half years whole... in and three and a half years out. That's coming. Okay, so how far off are we, and what what is this about the mark where uh, we're going to go to a cashless society? And, um, well, we are you, doing that. Um, and you mentioned that people are going to need to know the kind of the yellow overtakes the white, which I assume it's the east, uh, you know, the eastern now, what, China. What you're over- talking about, what you're talking about, don't assume. Let me tell you what happened. When okay. I was younger, this is what my grandmother said to me. Okay. And some of it is happening, and some of it isn't happening. So let's keep the quote where it was. It was given in the 1950s by okay. an older woman who couldn't possibly have known about something called credit cards. And she couldn't possibly have known about the way the world has started to travel since the millennium. But she told me. So she got it from the divine. And she would say that we're going to go into the life changes, uh, uh, and I, the last days. And I said, well, am I going to be in the last days? She, she said, you'll be in the first half, and your children will be in the second half. And I said, well, what will happen in the last days? Now, remember, I was only about eight years old. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, we're going to have a cashless society, and we're going to use something in our hand instead of money. Well, that's the credit card, though. That's how she knew And she said there's going to be numbers involved. And Mm -hmm. she said that the yellow would rule the white. She thought that this country would be invaded and that we would have to take, the Christians would have to take to the hills. She said that they would eventually take the manger out of Washington, D.C., and that we wouldn't be allowed to have it anymore. And she said they would start taking the crosses down from the churches and that we would all be forced to bow to the east and that the yellow would rule the white. I, it, it's just amazing, because when you see this all starting to happen, you go, oh, my God, how true was that? And she said and, it would be in this, in this millennium, not in the other one. Mm-hmm. And uh, an actual physical invasion, huh? Well, she said that the oceans would dry up, the fish in the oceans would die, and, and that the wonderful plants in the ocean would die, and that... Um, we, that water would be a priceless commodity, mm-hmm. and that we had to take care of things. She said it would, it would all happen in the cities first. Now, I, I've always known this. I've always, this has been drummed into me since I was a little kid. And the only thing to do is to trust and to try to ascend and try to make yourself 
as high up as possible so that you can either be directed and used as a tool to combat this or work to help educate others that can lift everybody higher so that this doesn't have to. We have to stop war, not go into it. War mm-hmm. may make money, but we have to stop war. Now, one of how the, about saddest, the... Things, one of the saddest things that I found out about World War II was how IBM helped Hitler with the train system and with other systems. And that made me very sad. And, of course, you know that we sold our leftover guns to Syria, and now they're being used against us. All these all these armor and these guns and these uh, Uzis and everything, they're all made in the USA. This has got to stop. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Now, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you see the, uh, the Middle East uh, playing out? Well, it's going to play out the way it's supposed to. It's been a, it's a three thousand year war that's coming to a head. Supposedly, they're going to try to destroy Jerusalem again, and supposedly they will be stopped, and they will build a new Jerusalem. Now that's already happened once, maybe twice, but. Supposedly, uh, Russia is supposed to start the war. Isn't that funny? I've known that since 1950. Russia is supposed to start it. And we're not supposed to come in until almost the end of it. Now, who would Russia be starting the war with? With Israel? Well, they started over in Europe. It doesn't, I wasn't told who or what or why. I was told mm-hmm. sentences that have okay. to be used as they are. I mean, we've we've had we took down the Berlin Wall. We're headed towards right. peace. We were mm-hmm. headed towards balance and all of a sudden Russia goes into the Ukraine. They don't have to go into the Middle East. They're mm-hmm. all We have do you know that we have a million troops posed and ready? Do you know that? Do you know how many troops are in the Pacific around the Philippines and North Korea? And that the other half are over in in Saudi and all that area. Does any this is not in the news? None of this is in the news, but it's there. So I I was also told this is I'm going to give you something that I think everybody does need to hear. Supposedly, we are never going to have another nuclear bomb dropped. That's so good. let's hold on to that and let's pray for that. That's not supposed to happen. And I do believe that we are in a time of tremendous change, don't you? And I do think that it is a battle of darkness against light. It seems to be. Let me tell you something. This crew, whoever it is, whether you want to call it ISIS or the Taliban, whoever this crew is, there is no working with them. There is no Donald Trump negotiation with them. There is nothing. You cannot trust these people. They won't give their word. They won't even listen. It's madness. Absolute madness. And they're going around and they're killing in the name of God because they think they're right. You know that isn't right. Nobody can be judged. We're not to judge. 
judge and be judged, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what's happening. Now, and how about, to stop. How about the, economically? Um, it seems like since the world is so interconnected now, mm-hmm. the trigger to me always is the money. And, you know, listen, if uh, if there was no oil in the Middle East, it might not be quite the cauldron it has turned out to be. Um, and now the whole oil scenario is changing, but there's still a yeah, lot of yeah. stuff going on there. But ultimately, you know, you've got the U.S. owes China a lot of money and we can keep printing money and they can keep devaluing their system. And, and they, all... devalue it. they devalue it on purpose to hurt us. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you know that China, this is so interesting, they must know that we're going into war. They have at least seven cities that are empty. That's true. There is nothing there. But what is there? They have generators under the ground. They have air conditioning. They are ready to house their people in these cities when it gets that bad. So they must really have a fear of North Korea. And they're still building more cities with no people. It's very strange. I think this is going to take hold in the in the 2020s. I think we're starting in 2017. I think it will be a most difficult year. You asked about money. Uh, mm-hmm. If this isn't stopped beforehand, and I don't know how it can be stopped beforehand, but we certainly need different leaders than we have now. Is that not true? True, but uh, the ones who are who are <laughs> who are in contention we're now. We're not talking it's... only about this country. Mm-hmm. We're talking about yes, in other, other countries, countries yes. as well. Yeah. I named them the other day: China, Syria, um, Korea. Mm-hmm. We we need different leaders. We don't have the right leaders. Now let's talk Europe, about. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was no, going to say go. Europe is, is going through a very difficult time with finances, and that's been predicted as well because mm-hmm. the ten heads of the the ten heads of the beast um, are the ten countries of Europe. This is what's thought in in the Book of Revelation, and they're supposed to be having their problems. And of course, they are. Look at look at Italy. Look at Greece. Where is that money going? It's being robbed and shipped out to other countries. And that has to stop. You know, when, you, when, when we give our money, the little Halloween kids give their money to NATO, and mm-hmm. they take the food over to Africa, the first thing that happens is the crooks get to the ship docks, take all the food, and sell it to the people that are supposed to get it for free. Yep. Sad. It's corruption. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's never never changed. Um, it's going to be wonderful to rise above all this because the promise of 2012 is that it's coming. It may be uncomfortable for a few years, but it's coming. And that doesn't mean we're not going to be in fear. That doesn't mean we're not going to have heavy times. But fear is a state of mind. And we have to hang on to sites that are beyond that. We are not the body. We are here going through an experience. And we have control as to how we endure it and how we get out of it. Now you, really you mentioned. Now you mentioned in the book that people should be they should kind of head for the hills and kind of know how to grow food for this yes. three and a half year period. Um, what you know? There's so many people who live in cities, sophisticated people, 
as well as people who are mm-hmm. uh, you know, more working class. And I not, you know, I put myself and my family included. I mean, I can't just pick up and move to Idaho. It doesn't seem, you know, practical. Well, you wouldn't but... go to Idaho. You wouldn't go to Idaho. You'd go to upper New York State, the St. Lawrence River, Lake Champlain, Vermont, mm-hmm. New Hampshire, and Maine. Maine is going to be the most uh, civilized city. That Maine is going to become the most important state. Wow. That's what's going to happen, and that's going to happen in the next five years. And we're going to have to for for several reasons. One is weather. Two is the ocean is coming in. Do you know what they're doing in the oceans? They're over in Africa dropping bombs underneath the ocean trying to hit the plates that are under the ocean so that they can create a tidal wave to come over to the east coast of the United States. Who is doing that? Whatever group is doing it, I don't know. Who do you think is doing it? How do I know who's doing it? I'm only the crazy lady down the block. But it is being done, and it needs to be stopped, and people know that it's being done, and people are not doing anything about it. I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it. One rule about being a psychic is this. You can't say it if it isn't being thought about. Mm -hmm. You cannot do it. Do you remember the first time the truck ran into the Twin Towers in 91? Yes. Okay. I was driving home from my lawyer's office, and I got an address that was up the West Side Highway into the Bronx. I got a street address, a corner, and it wouldn't go away. So I called a friend that was high up in the government and told them, and they asked me what it meant. I said, you're going to find the men that put that bomb together for that truck to hit down at the World Trade Center. Do you know what they did? That's it. it was the corner on that corner where the where they were mm-hmm. building that bomb. Now you tell me how that happens, Robert. I don't know how that happens. But that does happen. So um I guess I should I have a place right on the beach in Ocean Grove, New Jersey, I guess and I've been thinking about selling it. Sounds like you it might be do a good it idea. Year. You don't want to be on the beach. I know people like this. They want the South. They want Florida. They want the beach. I'm telling everybody to get out. And everybody's laughing at me because I've been saying it since 95. I went down there. In 95, I walked uh, Deerfield Beach in Florida, beautiful beach. Don't we love Deerfield? And I walked that beach, and I saw parachutes on the Pacific Coast and on the East Coast coming on Everybody was jumping out of all these aircraft, and you couldn't shoot them down. There were too many people, and they were they were either Chinese or somebody that were coming to invade, and I saw it. So it's going to happen from within. When we get invaded, it will happen from within. It's not going to be somebody sneaking up in a submarine. They're already going to be here. And I know we have a big country, and it's very hard to police it, and they don't want to hear the word police. Because everybody's turning on the police. Right. And it's very sad. How about New York City? Well, you know, everybody says New York is the number one target. And I think it has been. Don't forget, it's the greatest city in the world, Robert. You know that. Yeah. I think it has been, but I see other cities. I see lesser cities more involved, like Atlanta and Chicago, Seattle. So uh, don't ask me why. I know Atlanta has the uh, disease control, 
and I had predicted when I was on coast to coast that um, that there were going to be barrels brought in, like like storage barrels, and that they were going to have gaseous material that would asphyxiate everybody. And I warned I warned them of it on coast to coast. You know, two weeks later they stopped. Um, I don't know whether it was a truck or a train that had those barrels on them from coming into the country. And then wow. they found they found more in Seattle in a railroad in a railroad yard. Why wasn't this on the news, Robert? They're not gonna mm. put it on the news. Right. Because we're being diverted to what's really going on. We're being diverted. And it's difficult. It's interesting because you would think that U.S. with all of its uh, military power and uh, wherewithal would be able to, you know, we've never been invaded. Uh, we had the World Trade Center, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, most of the wars, like all of the wars, have been fought elsewhere. So an invasion of the U.S. is such a, and it's, we have a very yep. vast country, too. And um, Well, you know, most of these people don't have the wherewithal. They don't have the aircraft and they don't have the uh, technical knowledge that we have to be able to do it. The only reason Korea isn't here, North Korea, is because they don't have the wherewithal to do it. Or they'd be here in a heartbeat. Why? I don't know. We're leaving them alone. Why can't they leave us alone? But it's well, this power-hungry craziness, the one I addressed before. There's no talking it through. There's no working it out to mutual understanding or satisfaction. There's none of that. The darkness is so dark, Robert, that all they want to do is destroy. That's all they know how to do. And we need to get prayers out. This has to, this has to be squashed. I don't know if it can be. I don't think it's gone beyond the point of no return at this point, Robert. I think people need to get together and meditate and work on the energy big time. Because if you have 50 people in a room, you have strength. If you have 1,000 people in the room, you can do almost anything. So we really do need to get together and try to reverse this. Now, uh, I have to give you some props because – Totally different subject, but you did say that there could be an upset in the Super Bowl, and yes, there was. Yeah, I know. Isn't that a hoot? (laughs) So what do you think about, how about the uh, NCAA, the Final Four? Yeah, I heard you name them, and what came was North Carolina and Villanova. Okay. That's what I heard. I don't know if I'm right, but they felt stronger to me. Got it. So let's hope that does work out. Now let's talk a little bit about your uh, the other book, Seeding and Nurturing the Garden of Your Soul. Oh, what can I you, love uh, that book. Tell us about that. I love that. that book. Well, this book, I wrote this book in six weeks. And this book is a book about mastery. It's a book about um, how to walk the path as best you can. And it's got the do's and don'ts in it. The first chapter is from the masters. It really is from the masters. And um, the invisible energy and the masters, and they tell you how they would like to see you live, and they they talk about some of the challenges. If you're unkind to one another, be sure to watch your actions and your responses. 
Don't try to be powerful with energy, like be the best psychic in the world or anything. Just be, just accept what comes your way and and walk as peaceful as you can. And the, the, choosing between right and wrong is very difficult sometimes because we have something called the ego. And we always want to pay somebody back. Isn't that true? They can't do that to me. I'm going to pay them back. Well, of course, that's viciousness. The first question that we need to ask ourselves is, how did I bring this to myself? I'm 50% responsible for everything that happens to me. How did I bring this to myself, and what can I do to alleviate it? And then it talks about discrimination, and it talks about the three great tests. You know, the Lord went into the desert and was tested, had three great tests by Satan, which I had forgotten until I watched an Easter show this last week. But we are all tested. We're tested on our self-esteem. We're tested on money, and we're tested on power. And we're tested throughout our life all the time. So we have to always think about the best for all concerned and watch some of our desires, not like a teenager, but like a responsible adult. We can't be the, the uh, third dimension, I want what I want, when I want it, without regards of circumstances. I don't care what the consequences are. We can't be that way. We have to look at the consequences, see if the desire is really a healthy and a good desire, and then work towards that. If you have a project and, and you've got an invention and you think it's going to be useful and helpful, that's absolutely fine. But you don't work on the project of trying to take the man away from the wife and have him divorce her and marry you. That's out of order. Mm-hmm. So that's, seeding and nurturing the garden of your soul should be by every bed and in every church in the world. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. I got it. Okay. Now, how can people, uh, I know you do some seminars and retreats and stuff. Tell us a little bit uh, about those and how people can get in touch with you, etc. Well, I do something called spiritual retreats. And um, the name of, of what I do is called Embracing Spiritual Frontiers. And that's where we're at in a sense, Robert. We've got to get away from all this darkness and we have to rise towards the light. And I teach people how to do that. I teach people how to go into deep, deep meditation, even if they've never meditated before. And then we talk about whatever issues need to be talked about, whatever the group, you can't decide what you're going to talk about until you get the group together. But it's it, they're wonderful. I've been doing them for 30 years. I just did one in mm-hmm. February. I'm doing another one in June. And then we'll be doing another one in September. I don't do them every other week. I only do them a few times a year because it takes a lot of energy. Sure. It takes a lot of energy to do it. And, and where are um, these? It's in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. That's where I am. Okay, sure. Right? Okay. The, mm-hmm. the capital of Bucks County, which is on the I New Jersey it. border mm-hmm. near Philly. Yep. That's, and it's not far from New York. It's only 100 miles mm-hmm. away. Wonderful weekends we do. Now, when you work on somebody, when you do predictions and stuff, you work with their natal chart, is it, or what kind yes, of? Yes, I, I work with the natal chart, and the reason that I do that is because I believe that the na- the astrological chart is your thumbprint in life. It's your birth certificate. It's what you came in with when you take your first breath. There, there's a camera that's taken 
about what planets are affecting you as you're born and your hour of birth. <clears throat> and that shows you your challenges. That shows you what the soul has come in to overcome. The other thing I do that I think is extremely important, but other people don't quite get, is your personal karma. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you your karma. I'll tell you what you're good at. I'll tell you what you did in past lives and what you can do now and what you may have to learn. And if you're born with any inborn fears, you know, we talked about You can see that in children at age two. Sure. If you're born, and, and of course, if the parents know what the baby's karma is, they can help nurture that and pull that over to another experience, seeding and nurturing the garden of your soul. That's what this is about. Also, we don't have to go into every fight, and we don't have to ask, answer every question that's asked of us. We have to use discrimination and discernment, and I teach about that. Do you want to go into that skirmish, or do you not want to go into that skirmish? Now, um, I actually have, since we haven't got any callers today, um, I have my natal chart here that I had done a long, long time ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what information can I give you that you could give me a very quick snapshot of maybe what's you going can. on in the next When's couple of months? When's your birthday? Uh, Dece December 22nd. All right, give 19... me a second. December 22nd. Mm-hmm. What year? And 1954. Well, you were born. born uh, you were born right when we had the uh, uh, accepting of the energies. Mm -hmm. Twelve twenty-six a.m. in Jersey Wait City. Wait a minute! You're going too fast. Okay. I know you were born in Jersey City. My father was too. Ah. Margaret Hague Hospital. M A N N I. Okay, and you said it's December twenty-second. Great day, Tw just at the end of Saturday. Hold on. What year? Uh, 1954. 1954. And uh, 12. 10, you're in a one. 12 what? 1226 a.m. 12. Oh, wait a minute now. Hold on. Okay. Uh -uh. <laughs> and you were born in New Jersey. I'm sorry. Yeah. This won't take very long, but I just wanted to get you up here so I can answer yeah. the question. And I, got a, a I, know, I know right away that. Saturn's going to cross your sun and that you're going to have big changes this year. Okay. And that's good, I guess. Meant yes. to be. But you love New York City. Would you want to move out of the city? Because you might do that next year. I would for the you right might opportunity. Do that next year. And this is, um, of course, always karmic when it's in your chart. But let me see. Here you are. I got you now. You can ask me any time. <laughs> okay. One more click and we're there. Your rising is Libra. Yes. W were you married young? No. Before the age of 25? No. Okay. You must have lived with somebody then, because it's yes. when you have when you have a rising Libra, you're with somebody before the age of 25, and you're very handsome. And I know you're very handsome, so we've got uh, that. Thank you. Sun Sun conjunct Mercury and Zag along with you. Your North Node is in Capricorn, 
and you're finishing up a cycle having to do with the value of home and the value of money and what to do with it. Moon and Scorpio, oh my goodness, goodness, that's very difficult. Saturn and Venus conjunct your Moon and Scorpio, all three of them together, in your second house of money. That can make you a couple of things. We'll talk about that privately. Mars. Um, Mars is in Pisces, and that, in a sense, I'm going to use the word weak, but I don't mean it the way you would think of it. It means that you're not to be a leader, that you're to work in the background. That's what Mars in Pisces is. In other words, you're not going to own a radio station, but you're going to be on the radio. And you can have a wonderful, successful show, but you're not, you know, up there with the others. That's just what Mars in Pisces means. You value you value motherhood. You value your children very, very much, and um, you have something you have something coming with one of. Do you have a boy, a son? Yes. One of your children that is going to really delight you because he's gifted in some way, and you're going to find that out, and that and you'll help him with his education. That will be dear to you. And you've already been through your difficult times. You're coming into a a much better time. You're really going to go into, after September, you're going to see a change. Everything, your energy shifts in September. And you're going to go into a lucky period of, of a year or so where you'll be able to get yourself where you want it to be. Now, I don't know whether it's radio or whether it's in a different job, but whatever it is, you'll be able to work towards being a leader. And that's neat, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So did you have a question? Um, yeah, I'm uh, kind of been following two different tracks. I'm kind of at a crossroads in that I have a, have a uh, you know, traditional marketing and advertising career, and I've kind of stepped away from it for the last couple of years to build this men's brand that I'm building, which I'm mm-hmm. very passionate about. And uh you know, it hasn't monetized yet, but I have all the pieces in place. It and will after September. Okay. And that's going to, is it going to have your brand name on it by any chance? Uh, hopefully. Because that's what I'm seeing. This is the year, these are the years of self. You've got, uh, it's, Jupiter's going to be in your first house, which is the house of self, self-growth, self-success and all that type of thing, whereas Saturn is in your third house. Saturn is going to make you pay attention. It's going to make you work hard, and it's going to make you want to get it out to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should be successful between September of 16 and September of 17. Great. And it will be very different from what you're experiencing now. You won't have to work so hard. You will be out there with the universe being supported. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you one other thing, if I may. Um, I also have like the last vestiges, if you will, of a, a very interesting uh, traditional business opportunity. And uh, it's been stagnating. And it's at a point where it's kind of come to a stop, which could start yep. again very easily, or it could just go into nothing. And Let uh, it go. You have to use your energies for the new one. Okay. Interesting. Until until the time switches, and it could, but I don't see it doing it yet. I don't think it's going to be for a while. Uh, as a matter of fact, it'll be five years where you might go back and say, well, maybe we'll do some of this again. 
Hmm. And there's a reason. There's a reason for it. It's not in desire anymore, or it, there would t- be too much work to bring it up to par. Is that right? Um, it'll, it would create a lot of work, but it's work that I, I know how to do. It's like I'm waiting on somebody who's the linchpin for this, and they've kind of got, kind of like disappeared for the last couple of weeks. Good. Let them go. Mm-hmm. If they come back, they're supposed to. You have big changes, um, first of all, in Gemini energy, and second of all, when you get into the Libra energy. So remember that. That's June and October. Those are good times for you. But everybody is waiting right now. Everything has slowed down, and, and we're at the end of some minor cycles. And April is going to be a telling month. You watch. This is not going to be an easy month. Next week and then the third week in April are going to be shattering. So that all this energy, we've had the seven Uranus passes, and we've had um, Pluto doing its thing, and Uranus, squaring Pluto and all of that stuff and we just went through two eclipses. One was in Libra and and the one in Libra which affects mm-hmm. you is goodbye, farewell, so long. So I think that project that you have that stopped is going to stay stopped. At okay. least for a year or two, if not you know, mm-hmm. doesn't you can always pick something up later. But right now I think it's gonna and I think that man might be out of your life for whatever reason. He's had some kind of a change or a loss. Which is it's why actually, you're not hearing from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a, it's actually it's actually a woman, but I okay. I, 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 I I was thinking that maybe something happened to this person yep. know, from a personal standpoint, not a business standpoint, and it's been tragic or something happened, and we haven't yes, heard from this person. There is something that's happened, and you'll hear in time, probably sometime in May, but you'll okay. hear. Um, now, the very interesting that you mentioned my son. Uh, any clue in terms of the type of gifting so I can kind of keep my eyes open for it? No, you'll have to order his karma along with everybody else, Robert. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, and you mentioned one other thing that I should check with you separately on. What was it, uh, a financial thing? Oh, I was going to explain a little bit more about Pisces, but I think I, I think I've done it justice. We're good. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, listen, you're fantastic as always. And um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and your website, et cetera? Yes. The website is new, new-visions.com. And the 24-hour answering service is 201-934-8986. And all of my books are on amazon.com. Elizabeth Joyce. Amazon.com. Well, I can tell everybody. First of all, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on again. You're such an interesting person, and uh, <laughs> really, you're really tapped in. So thank you for gracing our show. And your book, Ascension, is fantastic. I'm really, really enjoying it. And uh, it's very thought-provoking. So thanks for being here. And I look forward to our touching base again uh, this summer. And we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what transpires between now and then. I'm, I'll be watching, you know, to see what happens politically, uh, et cetera. But it uh, sounds like we're in for a bumpy ride. So uh, Yeah, we are. <laughs> so you, and, uh, and I hope I didn't talk too much about war, you guys. I just wanted you to be aware of it so we can start the prayers going. I really mean that. That's great advice. Uh, thank you. So, okay. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. It's great talking to you, and I really appreciate you being on the show again. It's my pleasure. Bye. Okay, take care. 
Okay, folks, that is Elizabeth Joyce. Make sure to check out her website and her books. She is a terrific psychic and a really fun and interesting person. Um, that's our show for this evening. You got a little insight as to what's going on with me there also for the, you know, for the price of uh, admission, which is free, by the way. And remember, uh, again, all of our podcasts are on iTunes and also Blog Talk Radio. And tomorrow my new blog comes out and it's about drinking. So go to robertmanny.com and check that out. And if you want to support me, I'd really appreciate if you pick up a copy of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which started the whole thing. You check it out on Amazon. We've got 25 out of 25 five-star reviews. People really sparked to it. And it's really been the kind of the foundation and the building block to the whole Guy's Guy's movement. So I appreciate your help on that. I thank all of our listeners for being on the show. And remember that, uh, you know, play safe. And remember that, uh, guys, guys, finish first.